0: appreciate that this morning, and I thank the Lord for his goodness and mercy, and uh, I tell you, I don't know about you, but that blesses my heart to hear those songs and hear about our Lord, and uh, we're going to look this morning in the book of Daniel, uh, chapter number three, Daniel chapter number three, and in recent days I've gone back and and been kind of studying some old texts and some old sermons, some old thoughts, and uh, the Lord's really blessed those to help me. And I'm thankful that God's truth is always relevant. And uh, when the Lord wrote this Bible, uh, thousands—what uh, we were going to be going—and through. And I'm thankful that what we're going through is not—it's not unusual. It's happened before to others, and God brought them through. God's going to bring us through as well. And Daniel chapter three, and I'm just going to read a, a couple of verses here. And verse number 13, the Bible says, And then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, (coughs) commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then they brought these men before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, uh, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? It now... If ye be ready at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbook, the psaltery, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? And this morning, I want to look at that phrase in verse number uh, 15 where Nebuchadnezzar asked these three Hebrew boys, he said, who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Who is that God? Ladies and gentlemen, we're living in a time where very few people know who the true and the living God is. This evil and wicked man, had set up a decree, a law in the land uh, that all men, women, boys and girls would bow down to his God, to his image and they would give worship unto him. One man said it like this. He said in the book of Daniel we find three boys standing when everybody else was kneeling and we find one boy kneeling when everybody else was standing. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to say today That if there's ever been a time where this world needs to know and needs to see people who know who God is, it's right now. It's right now. Who is that God? Uh, Who is that God? And Nebuchadnezzar said, uh, That's going to deliver you from this fiery furnace. Uh, Who is that God? Uh, That's going to be able to pull you out of my, uh, out of my grips and uh, uh, out of my control. And, and you know, this last week, uh, uh, we saw, uh, I saw recently this week where uh, the governor of New York was reading uh, 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 the statistics and how uh, that uh, the deaths had come down and, and and the, and the hospital. Uh, admissions is coming down and how they've got fewer people on respirators and ventilators and, and he was going on and on and he stopped and he said I want everybody to know this he said God did not do this and then he said this faith did not do this he said prayer did not do this he said we did this we did this and I thought to myself he doesn't know he doesn't know the God of my Bible Because I want you to know this morning uh, that not one person has walked out of one hospital room. uh, That the great physician didn't walk by and grant healing unto them. Uh, not one person has come off of a ventilator or a respirator where the Lord did not visit them and grant healing in their life. Nebuchadnezzar asked these three boys, who is that God? And the world we're living in, they're looking at us today and they're saying, who is that God? Who's that God that's going to keep you going? Who's that God but now that you can't meet like you want to meet now? That we can't come together and and embrace one another and, and fellowship? Hey, they say, who is that God? I saw something the other day. It was a report. And they said they believe that between three, uh, 30 and 40% of all churches will but never open their doors again after this is over i want to say to them today that they're not in control of this church and they're not in control of any church jesus said he says the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it and the, the problem is they don't know the god that we know because our god's a god that's able he's a god that can perform in times where where obstacles come and difficulties rise uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood there before Nebuchadnezzar and they heard the words from this man. He was the most powerful man in all the world. He was the most uh, influential man in all the world. And he asked these three young boys, Who is your God? Who is that God? And this morning I want us to think for a little while, use our imagination, and imagine that we're standing there with those three Hebrew boys. And I want to ask you this morning if I were you who is your god what would be your answer to many people god is on all he is is a backup plan all he is is a get out of jail free card all god is is he's plan b he all god is is he's a spare tire i'm glad that i know god's more than just that this morning and and i can imagine these three boys as he said who is god how would they answer well the first thing i believe that if we were there and and they were to answer him, I believe those three boys would have told him, Nebuchadnezzar, you asked us who's our God. I believe they'd tell him, first of all, they'd say, Nebuchadnezzar, our God, is a God who's alive. He's a God that's alive you say what do you mean brother James well you you can read it in your own time you understand the problem here is the same problem that's been going on since the garden of Eden the devil has always been trying to raise up gods to compete with the true and living God he's always been trying to raise up uh, men and raise up power and, 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 and influence that would draw men and their hearts away from God and I believe if you read this text you'll find this you'll find several things about Nebuchadnezzar's God uh, that wasn't the same as Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego's God. You see Nebuchadnezzar's God number one he was a made up God he was a made up God. The Bible said in verse 1 that Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold. Uh, Made an image of gold. I can imagine uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego saying you know what Nebuchadnezzar uh, you had to make that God with your own hands uh, you had to go find the gold uh, to, mold, to mold that God but my God made the gold that your God's made of and they say they could say Nebuchadnezzar uh, your God was one you had to make up uh, but my God John 1 3 says and all things were made by him and without him not anything was made that was made he's a God Nebuchadnezzar God was a God that was made up Then Nebuchadnezzar's God was the one that was set up. It said in verse 1, they set it up. Verse number 3, they set up. Verse number, th- verse number 2, he set it up. Verse number 3, it says the king had set up. And verse number 7, it says the king had set up, had set up. I can imagine Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saying, Why would we bow to your God? Your God's a made-up God. But not only that, they said your God's a set-up God. You see, a Nebuchadnezzar had to get his men, and they had to get under his God and lift him up and hold him up. I'm glad this morning that my God uh, is not one that I have to hold up but I'm glad he's one that holds me up Uh, he's not a God that I had to set up uh, but I'm glad he's a God that set me up oh David said in Psalms 43 he said he lifted me up also out of a miry clay out of a horrible pit out of the miry clay and he set my feet upon a rock Uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego uh, would look at Nebuchadnezzar and say Nebuchadnezzar our God is a God that's alive and powerful That word, set up, it means to rise or to cause to rise. Oh, listen, this morning I'm glad that we've got a God. Uh, Listen, we've got a God that needs no help in rising up, aren't you? We couldn't celebrate last Sunday. Somebody said that Easter was canceled. Uh, last Sunday by the government did you know that the government's been trying to cancel Easter ever since Jesus was put in the tomb Oh Pilate, they put the seal of Rome on the on the grave and they said this man cannot come out but I'm glad listen this morning there's no government that can cancel Easter amen uh, listen God God the Bible says that Nebuchadnezzar had to set up his God he had to cause him to rise but I'm glad I, we our God is a God that arose amen Listen, I read years ago in in the late 1400s there was a tsunami that went through. Uh, uh, the pacific uh, and and destroyed a pacific island down there and and wreaked all kinds of havoc and they said while they were cleaning it up this 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 island these villagers these people that lived there they had built a god they had built their own god there and and when they were cleaning up they, they they found this god laying on the ground and they said that one of the men said that's a god who cannot get up That's a God who cannot get up. But I'm glad this morning we don't have a God who can't get up. Amen. I'm glad the world says, who is your God? I can tell you this morning he's a God that's alive and well. He is a God that on the third and appointed day he arose from the dead triumphant over the death grave and hell. And this morning he said, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. Nebuchadnezzar had to make up his God. But I didn't make up my God, He made me up. Nebuchadnezzar's God was one that had to be set up, and I didn't set Him up, He set me up. But not only that, in verses 2 through 7, Nebuchadnezzar's God was one that had to be pumped up. They had to have a big, they had to go around and have a big, big, big pump up session. He had to get everybody with their harps and their and their dulcimers and their and all these things. They're sacked, but you say, "What is that?" I don't know, and I really don't care to find out. And they got all their instruments together, and, and, and Brother Jason, they began to tell everybody, "Let's let's play loud. Let's get into it. Let's really make a big. Uh, uh, let's make a big big to do about this God." And what were they doing? They were having to pump him up. And why? Because all he was was a golden statue. I'm glad that my God doesn't need me to pump him up Or to, or to blow him up or to pro- Listen my God's a God Who has always been and will always be And from the foundations of this earth The angels have worshipped him And cried holy, holy, holy And we don't have to pump him up And make more of him than what he really is I believe those three boys would have said He's a God that's alive He's a God that's alive And this morning I'm glad that we don't have a God who's dead. I'm thankful this morning that we have a God that's alive. And he's as alive this morning as he's ever been. He said he liveth, he ever liveth. And uh, uh, the Bible says he ever liveth to make intercession for us. Uh, and then uh, quickly in verse 13, uh, the Nebuchadnezzar come to these boys. And he said either you bow to him or you're going to burn. Uh, either you bow or you're going to burn. And, and they looked at this king in verse 13. And this is what they said. Actually in verse number Verse number 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and began go answered and said to king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. They said we don't need to pray about it. We don't need to go and talk about it. We don't need to study this out. They said we're don't, we, we do not have to think about it. They said we're not careful to answer thee. But he said in verse, 18, in verse 17, if, both, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. So I believe if we were standing there and we were talking these three boys and we said, who is that God? They'd say he's a God that's alive. But then they said, Nebuchadnezzar, not only is he a God that's alive, Uh, But he said that he's a God that's able. He's a God that's able. They said, Nebuchadnezzar, I'm God's able to deliver us out of thy hand. They said, I'm God's able to overcome you and all of your power and all of your control. I'm God's able to take us and deliver us from this fiery furnace. But they said, we want you to know, Nebuchadnezzar, if he does not deliver us, we're not going to bow to your image. Uh, We're not going to worship your father. God am I how the world's tried to push and, and 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 pressure us to worship their gods to bow to their image to kneel to their kings and their lords but I want to say this morning that God's not called us to kneel to the gods of this world and the kings of this world but we are called to kneel to Jesus Christ in him alone and why is that because our God's able Hebrews 7.25 says he's able to save. Wherefore he's able to save the uttermost them that come unto God by him. I can't speak for anyone here, anybody watching this morning, but I can testify to this. My God is a God who can save. He can save, he can deliver. You say, how do you know? Because I was there one night as a lost 16-year-old boy on my way to hell. A church kid raised in church. And and I knew the Bible, but I didn't know God. And that night at an old-fashioned altar, I laid down and cried out on Him. And that God of Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, that God saved me from my sin. He changed my life. And I want you to know this morning... Why do we serve the God of the Bible? and why do we serve the Lord Jesus Christ because He's the God that can save, He can save, He can set free. The Bible said in Luke 19, 10, For the Son of Man uh, came to seek and to save uh, that which was lost. And oh, if there's anything you need today, we need to be born again. If you're not saved, I'd get saved right now. I'd I'd pray in my car and get saved if I were you. uh, Because we're not living in times uh, where men can afford to wait another day. He's able to save I believe those boys looked at Nebuchadnezzar and said, you want to know who he is? He's a God that can save. You see, these boys knew their Bible. And they could look at him and say, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, there was another king down in Egypt who told us that he was going to kill us. He he, he told us that we could not go. And no, and, and Nebuchadnezzar, you can read about him if you want to, Nebuchadnezzar. His name was Pharaoh. And he told Moses we couldn't go. And then he told us we could go. And we left out. And Nebuchadnezzar, he changed his mind. And he decided he was going to come get us and take us back. But our God, our God, he opened the Red Sea and parted to the left and right. And our God let us walk across on the high ground. And old Pharaoh and all his men, they drowned in that Red Sea. They could say, our God's able to save. Jude 24, it says, now to him that is able to keep you from falling. Not only is our God one that's able to save, he's one that's able to secure. Amen. The same God that saved us is the same God that secures us this morning. I'm not persevering. I'm preserved by the Lord Jesus Christ the Bible said we've been sealed until the day of redemption we've been bought with a price and listen God never takes back and gives back anything that he purchases when he purchases it he purchases it for all time and all eternity and listen this morning my God's a God that not only can save but he can secure and listen this morning I don't know what's going to come upon this nation I don't know what's going to come to our country and our economy and I don't know how wide the devastation's going to be uh, from this virus but I do know this uh, that when the dust settles and when everything is over with I'll still be safe in the arms of Jesus Christ I'm glad today that our God is able to secure Ephesians 3 20 says now to him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us not only is he able to save and secure but this morning, our God's a God that's able to supply. Supply. Everybody's worried about who's gonna, how we're going to pay our bills. I'm going to tell you how we're going to pay them the same way we've always paid them by the help of God. Our God's supply Paul in Philippians chapter 4 Paul was in jail for preaching the gospel he was in bonds in prison he brother Larry they had him locked up in the bottom of a jail but the apostle Paul took out his pen and he said my God shall supply all your needs and this morning they may put me under the jail one day but I'm glad they can take me to the darkest deepest cell they've got but my God can still supply even in the darkest times he's able this morning he's able you know I can imagine them boys saying Nebuchadnezzar that God of yours he ain't able to do anything that God of yours can't even hold himself up That God of yours, he's not able. But my God, our God stepped out into nothing and made everything. Our God, our God brought our people through of the Red Sea. Our God fed them with manna and and protected them and gave them water out of the rock. My God sustained my people for 40 40 years in the wilderness wandering. for 40 years, he gave them a fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. I can imagine them saying, Nebuchadnezzar, our God is able our God is able but you know how the story went and I'm done Nebuchadnezzar got mad verse 19 he was full of fury full of fury and he commanded them to heat up the fire seven times hotter than it was then men began to throw the logs in that fire and it began to get hotter And I want to say this, the church has always suffered persecution, always. And and, and it seems that now the fire is just getting hotter and hotter. And these three boys stood by and they watched and they had them tied up in cords. And they took these three boys and they threw them in the fire. And the men that threw them in the fire died, it was so hot. And they threw him in there, and they and and, and he was watching, and he was looking, and all of a sudden he walked down there, and, and he looked inside that fire, and, and he got and he started he counted, and he said, "There's one, there's two, there's three but there's four and he said he looked around and he I, I can imagine he looked around and said hey fellas did y'all throw somebody else in there is there so he said I don't see three men he said I see four men and he said not only do I see four he said they're walking around loose in the midst of the fire <laughs> uh, listen I believe when Nebuchadnezzar looked in there I can imagine oh Shadrach Meshach and Abednego uh, saying Nebuchadnezzar our God's not only alive and our God's not only able, but he said, I then say our God is a God who abides. He abides. They'd say Nebuchadnezzar, your God can't even fit in this furnace. But our God's in the midst of it with us. And oh, this morning, if there's anything I'm thankful for, I am thankful for the abiding presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said that He would never leave us and He would never forsake us. And this morning we can all testify to the fact that He's never left us and He's never forsaked us. He said He'd be with us always, even to the end of the earth. And I'm thankful today that God's presence abides with His people. People have been making fun of going to church and downplaying it and saying, oh, what's the big deal about it? I'll tell you what the big deal about it is. He abides in the midst of His church church amen he's here right now he's not occupied to a brick building but I tell you who he is occupied he's occupied to a safe people that are a part of this bride he abides he abides in the fires of destruction did you know that the fire listen the fire the only thing that they lost in the fire were the cords that had them bound That's the only thing they lost in the fire was the cords that had them bound. Nebuchadnezzar thought by throwing them in the fire it would destroy them. But in reality that fire delivered them. It set them free. And I know what people are thinking right now. They're saying, oh, I had a preacher call me this week, and he's upset, and I understand. He's worried. He said, we're just going to have to start all over and build the church back. And and, and, you know, I just told him what was on my heart. I told him, I think God's going to use this in such a way that when we finally come back together, that church is going to be better than it ever was. Uh, This fire that the devil meant to destroy us is going to make us better and make us stronger. He abides in the fires of destruction. He abides in the fourth watch of darkness. The Bible said in Matthew 14 25, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. <laughs> no, listen tonight. I'm glad in the darkest of midnight, Jesus is a light in the darkness. No, thank God that in the fourth watch of the night when everything's crashing in upon us and and we feel overwhelmed and we feel uh, uh, helpless, I'm thankful we have a Savior who can walk on the water to where we are. He abides today is what I'm trying to say. You ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who is that God? They say our God's a God who won't leave. He abides. He abides. In the fiery furnace, he abides. In the dark valley, he abides. On the raging sea, he abides. In the midst of persecution, he abides with his people. He abides when we're facing death. David said, yeah, either I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Thou art with me. Did you know the Lord? I thought about Miss Wanda Sue Ballou that's in the hospital very sick right now. She served the Lord here at this church for a long time. Her and her husband, they were pillars of this church. This church wouldn't be here if it weren't for people like that. God used them. And you know, I was thinking about how sad she's there alone and her family can't go see her. But I'm glad... There's never been a time in that lady's life where she's closer, been closer to the Lord than she is right now. And there'll never be a time in our life where we're closer to the Lord than when we draw that last fleeing breath and when our eyes close in death and our Lord Jesus, our good shepherd, our chief shepherd, our great shepherd, when he comes and takes us by the hand and says, child, I'll be with you all the way, all the way, He abides. This morning you say, who is your God? He's a God that's alive. He's a God that's alive. He's a God that's able. He's a God who abides. I got to give you this. I know y'all got used to these 15 minute sermons. Y'all going to have to get over that real quick. Y'all going to have to get over that real quick. Facebook, they're thinking, man, their preacher only preaches 20 minutes. Y'all don't even know the half of it. One more point. I believe if when they come out of the fire and they brought them out, and you know the story, Nebuchadnezzar become a believer because of this. And let me tell you all something, this world's watching us and we got to have grace and we got to have wisdom and discretion. We got we to walk circumspectly because when we come out of this, there's going to be some people that God saves because of this. And I believe when they come out and Nebuchadnezzar, he smelled on and said, y'all don't even smell like smoke. That, somebody said they couldn't have been Baptists. They didn't smell like smoke. But anyhow, they, he said, y'all don't even smell like smoke. And I can imagine old maybe Shadrach or Abednego saying, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, you asked us that question, who's our God? You asked us who our God is. There's one more we forgot to tell you. He's a God who answers prayer. You know, I've heard a lot of people make speculation about where was Daniel when all this is going on? Where was Daniel? You know where I think Daniel was? I think Daniel was where you always find Daniel in the book of Daniel. You know where that is? Prayer. On his knees. (laughs) You know, listen. God this morning is a God that answers prayer. He answers Prayer. And you know, today I'm glad that when we can't can't come in the house of God together, Jesus said my house will be called a house of prayer. And listen to me, people want to make fun of going to church. Let me tell you, Jesus made a lot about going to church. He went to church and he still goes to church. But listen to me, I'm glad that even though we can't sit on a pew and and, and worship together, we can pray. Uh, Listen, we can pray and our God answers prayer everybody's waiting on a bailout and another check in the mail. I tell you what we need to do as a church, as the people of God, we need to go into the closet like Jesus said and shut the door. And not come out until we ring the bells of heaven and we pray God send a revival to us and for us and upon us. And listen, I don't know about you, but I'm not ready to just throwing the towel on America. I'm not ready to just give up and say, well, this world's so wicked, we need to just quit trying. You know what I'm ready to do? I'm ready to roll up my sleeves and, and listen and put my hand to the plow and to continue on for the next generation. Who is that God? He's a God that's alive. He's a God that's able. He's a God that abides. And he's a God that answers prayer. Let's pray. Father, Lord Jesus, I thank you for your precious word. And I pray, God, that you'd use the word of God today to speak to the hearts of those that watch. Lord, I know these circumstances are different and unusual. But I do thank you for liberty and mercy and grace. I thank you for the sweet spirit of God that helps us in these times of need. And I pray that as we leave today, that we would go out with our heads held high. No matter what we come into contact with or we deal with this week, we know that our God is the God of the Bible. You're a God that's alive and you're a God the Table, and a God that abides and a God who answers prayer. I pray today that you would help us as a church. I pray you would help us as a nation to turn our hearts back unto you, to repent and to put our faith back into the one who saved us and brought us to where we are. We love you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.